For an inside look at the state's biggest footy league, it's the Monday Waffle. Monday has rolled around again, which means only one thing. The Monday Waffle is back for another round of footy. I am your host for this week, Julian Vicentini. And joining me on the pod is none other than Will DeFulvio. G'day, Will. Hey, Jules. Thanks for having me. And now, before we get to our next host, I just want to say, mate, you've pulled an arm and a leg out to be here today, haven't yeah. you? More, I've pulled a, a back out to be here. I've been hobbling around like an 80-year-old man all day. It has been rough. I've got some sort of lower back issue. Don't know what is going on there, but I'm here. I'm up. I'm about. I'm here to talk footy. Shows how dedicated this man is to the podcast. And joining us for back-to-back episodes is Hayley Plunkett. Woo-woo, I'm in the house. Both of us getting a run in, Hayley, back-to-back. We must be doing something right or something so incredibly wrong that we need to redeem ourselves. No, it's something right. Last week was the best episode yet, and we just want to continue that magic. Just quickly, have you listened to the episode yet, Plunkett? Of course I have. That's a lie. (laughs) I did listen to it. I cringed at listening to myself, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. There we go. Plunkett's in the house, DeFulvio's in the house, and so am I. Big episode coming up. We had two games played today for WA Day. Will and I tried to record the podcast from the ground. We had a bit of technical difficulties, didn't we, Will? Yeah, we tried to do a live app. We tried. We had the mixer there. We had two microphones sitting in the old grandstand at Leaderville Oval. You might have seen the uh, the posts on our socials. If you haven't, check out our Instagram, our Twitter, Facebook, at the Monday Waffle. Uh, we made a few posts there. We were trying to do a live kind of show. Uh, didn't really work out. So we're back here in the studio to uh, do the wrap-up and our weekly tips and talk to some... Uh, up-and-coming, inspiring players. Yes, that didn't work out, but our Monday Waffle player review this week was done from the West Perth-East Perth game face-to-face with Tyler Keitel, so stay tuned for that in the episode. Let's head into the weekly review. So, into the weekly results, Perth got absolutely demolished, flogged. I don't know what other words there are in the thesaurus for it. To Subiaco down at Mineral Resources Park. Now, guys, we were all at this game, and mm. there were many other Monday Waffle reporters... How good was the game to watch, Will? Oh, I was so excited heading into a Thursday night clash. It has been a while since I've even been able to get to see one. Um, and yeah, just Perth taking four, three and a half quarters to kick their first goal is not how I would have liked to um, spend my Thursday night. But yeah. it's, um, look, there were some masterclasses put on by some players. I think the best part of that game was our kick after the game. Yes. Oh yeah, I had some pearlers from that pocket. Maybe that's what did your back, mate. Maybe. Maybe I just went too hard too early at halftime. You did do. You did do. You didn't even play footy this week. You had to buy. You I had still to buy. Up I, had to, I had to buy this round. I don't know what I've done. I don't know. Anyways, let's look into the game results and the leading stat getters. So Perth lost one goal, five eleven to Subiaco, 16-13-109. Greg Clark had 42 disposals and one goal, just continuing his stellar form. Lachlan Delahunty had 30 disposals and a goal, and Lee Kitchen had 30 disposals and a goal as well. And for Perth, Austin Davis was the leading disposal getter with 20 disposals. And the leading goal getter was Ben Sokol with six goals, and five of them were in the first quarter. Will, do you reckon you put on the brakes? After yeah. quarter time, yeah, I've was done a- my job. Long weekend. Why wouldn't you clock off early? Kick five goals in the first quarter. I'll get one more in just to prove that I showed up, and then I'll uh, probably uh, 
kick back for the rest of the game. No, he's, he's an excellent player. He's a fantastic player. I d- very highly doubt he would have pumped the uh, brace there, as tempting as it would have been for URI. But, um, yeah, this game, I actually really like the stats of this game because you have a look, Greg Clark, 42 disposals, Ben Sokol, six goals. You could very easily just sit back and say, they're going to be the high flyers for this round. And as we're going to see heading out uh, towards the rest of the games... There are some players out there that just put on an absolute clinic this weekend and it would have been very, very exciting to see. Now, Jules, after the Perth-Subiaco game, you spoke to the Subi coach, Bo Waterman. Let's see what he had to say. So Demons only kicked the first three goals. Oh, only kicked their first goal to the final term. Hey, did you expect such a flogging? Oh, certainly not on the, not the scoreboard the way that it panned out. Um, we sort of just set ourselves to come into the game to, to play four quarters. Um, I thought the boys worked through it really strongly today. Um, their will around the contest was really strong and that, that was the main thing that we wanted out of it. So obviously to, to capitalise on the scoreboard, um, they, we knew that they were going to roll some numbers behind the ball so we had to be disciplined and composed with our with our entries which we were in the first half and, and able to capitalise it and then just make sure we finish our work off. So. How good is it to have such a big victory just before you go into your break next week? Oh, I think it's supposed to reward for effort. We spoke about this uh, three-week three, three week block um, to really set our season up, um, just getting some consistency. We've we've played, I think, 38 players or something so far um, through the the seven games. So um, this was the first unchanged lineup that we've had since 2019. So that was important for us just to get a bit of consistency and uh, a bit of reward for effort. So we know that we go into the break now and then um, come back, we've got, got a fair run into finals. Uh, ben Sokol kicked five goals in the first quarter. Were there any particular players like Ben that really stood out? today or was it just a whole team performance? Oh, I thought the whole team uh, really stood up today. I, I thought Gus's uh, performance down back was, was outstanding, saved a number of goals for us. Greg Clark through the midfield. Some of the younger guys that really stood up, like Liam and Will Hickmont stood up um, across there. I thought Bailey Matera probably played one of his better games across half forward, which was important. Um, Louis Putt continues to grow as a, as a ruckman and give us first first use through the, the stoppages. So. Was it just a training draw after halftime? Oh, certainly not. I think Perth's effort and um, they, they probably changed the way they went about it. They, they went to more one-on-one contests around the ground, which gave us a different challenge. Um, so we, we had to continue to work, but it's important that we were able to implement uh, certainly some of our ball movement and the, the way that we want to structure up behind the ball. Um, good, good competition today. And just finally, with the game pretty wrapped up pretty early, did you and the coaching staff try any new positions or new tactics for the rest of the game, or did you stay pretty structural? Oh, it gave us an opportunity to throw Brandon and um, through the midfield a little bit give him some more time there we threw Bailey up onto the onto the wing and and Harris forward so uh, a couple of positions there but we like to keep it pretty consistent um, you don't want to destabilize too much during the game um, but we, we learn a few things about some new players which is important thanks for your time congrats on the win no worries into the next game Claremont defeated West Coast 14-9-93 to West Coast 9-12-66 now West Coast were actually in front at some stages in this game and were looking right into it at half time weren't they Plunkett yeah, they led majority of the first and second quarter. It really was anyone looking like it was anyone's game during the first half, but Claremont just just took it out again during the second half. I think that's what makes them the top side in the comp right now. They're playing four quarters of footy. And you're getting guys... I mean, let's move on to the disposals now. Jai Bolton, 49 disposals and a goal. Bailey Rogers, 37 dispo- disposals. Lachlan Martins, 36 Big numbers. All right. Absolutely huge. Okay, now Connor West for his uh, first game for the Eagles, that's 29 disposals and a goal. That's that's also very, very commendable. But Jai Bolton, 49 disposals and one goal. 
Yeah, it's absolutely insane. Take the week, take the next week off, Jai. <laughs> give give the ball to someone else. Just have a rest. Just that is insane numbers. Forty nine. Do you reckon that's a statement after mid season draft? Ooh, yeah, potentially. Mm. Look at you guys who didn't pick me, and look what I can produce in the in the waffle. I actually found out a very interesting fact. Um, that I don't think it's a fact, it's just something I had, I had oh. never considered. Here we go, take a seat. <laughs> yeah. Did you know, and I have this on very good authority, you can just sign up for the mid-season draft. You can. You can just sign up. Why didn't you, Will? Go on. Because um, <laughs> he's too old. I've been hobbling Broken around. back. If, anybody has, uh, if anyone saw a six foot four uh, bearded 26-year-old who was hobbling around like an 80-year-old man, that was me at Leaderville Oval today with back injuries, which I did try to put on my shoes on Friday night. Mate, Gold Coast Suns need a Ruckman. Do they? That's do all they, I'm going to say. Do they also need like someone for clinical trials to do studies on to see the lingering effects of just getting up in the morning and what it does to the lower back? Because <laughs> <laughs> I am the man for that job. Just end it there. All right. The Buller, England, Patmore, Manuel, Anderson, each getting two goals for Claremont. West Coast, Kieran Hug and Nitschke, three each. Now, let's move on to the next game. Now, Will, I've heard you in recent podcasts have an absolute rant and an absolute spill over inaccurate kicking and how it can lose games. It's something that you very much don't like is inaccurate kicking. Now, Peel Thunder lost seven goals, 17-59 to Swan Districts, 10-7-67. Did they kick themselves out of this game? Yes. You you asked me this question in the failed intro (laughs) this afternoon. Did I ask it better now or in the intro? You actually asked it perfectly both, both times. And it, it made me think, because this also happened in the East Perth game this afternoon. They kicked a lot of behinds. And I think what gets me is when you kick more behinds than goals, that is always like, if, if the behinds number is like more than double your goals, it always frustrates me. Especially when you're kicking something like, like so Peel, 7-17. Some of them are, are going to be rushed behinds. Some of them are going to be unlucky ones that just hit the post. You get, you get a few gimmies for inaccuracy, but 17 behinds, that's when you're starting to look in the territory of there's issues with us in front of goals, and we definitely could have won this game. We're only eight points down at the final siren. Only one, two of those 17 behinds had to be a goal, and you've won the game. So just take a breath, be more disciplined, and get it through the big sticks, and you'll win the game. And also, Peel was seven goals 12 at three-quarter time. So this one district seven seven. So they had a five point lead, and then they kicked five points in the last quarter to one district's three goals. Yeah, so. exactly. So 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 districts just came out had uh, less shots on goal. Well, I mean less scoring shots on goal, um, but they ended up winning the game from it because they hit majors. Speaking of goals, leading goal kickers for Peel were Lloyd Meek and Stefan Gyro, both with two. And also with two goals for Swan Districts was Lachlan Riley and Warwick Wilson. And now looking at the leading disposal getters, Jackson Merritt, 23 disposals and a goal in the winning side. And Michael Randall also having the 22 disposals. And for the Swan Districts, Anderson and Turner both with 24 touches. Now today's games, the Monday games on the Monday Waffle. Let's start with the West Perth versus East Perth Derby. West Perth sneaking into the top five by beating East Perth in the Derby. East Perth 11-10-76 to West Perth's 19-5-119. Absolutely ripping performance from West Perth. Dominated all day. Was fantastic. 
Tyler Keitel getting himself a lazy eight. Uh, Antonio with three, not with three. Murray two, Riddick two, and O'Donnell with one. Look at the leading disposal getters for the winning side. Shane Nelson had 33 touches, and, and Aaron Black just doing normal Aaron Black things with another 30 touches to his name. And for the losing side, Angus Schumacher had 32 touches, and Rowan Kerr had 31. And the leading goal kickers for East Perth were Mitchell Dobson and Edward Simpson, both with two goals each. I find that weirdly symmetrical when you've got a bunch of goals and no behinds. I think I have issues with behinds, Jules. <laughs> and I think it's it's something it's something psychological, it's something neurotic, and I think it's because when I play, I only kick behinds. So <laughs> I love it when people don't kick behinds because I, I get it kind of I live vicariously through them. Oh, I think okay. wouldn't it be great if I could kick a goal one day? So just to clarify, by behinds you were talking about points in an AFL footy match. You weren't talking about any other type of behinds. <laughs> <laughs> but are you talking about symmetrical or aesthetic? Okay, how about we cut this whole segment? <laughs> and looking at our last Monday game, we have East Fremantle take on South Fremantle. East Fremantle eight ten fifty eight to South Fremantle eleven eight seventy four. Floating with leather poisoning, Cam Erdley with 31 disposals for the Sharks and Dylan Main for the Bulldogs on 30 and one goal and a behind. And looking at the leading goal scorers for the losing side first, we'll look at that. Timothy Brockman and Hugh Dixon having three goals each. And for the winners, two players kicking bags of four, Cody Ninyet and Mason Shaw. I love that Shaw and Ninyet both kicked four goals apiece because they're up there for the... Um, Bernie Naylor medal. For the Bernie Naylor medal. And that's very good numbers to put up this late in the season, or at this stage in the season, sorry. If only Tyler Keitel didn't kick eight today, and he's now leading. And that's all for the weekly wrap-up of the Round 9 fixture. So, Jules, we saw Tyler Keitel limping off at the end of the game. What's, What's happening with that? Yes, he did have some ice on his left ankle, and I did ask him after the game, so... Have a listen to this. Eight goals today, mate, which we believe is the most kicked by an individual player this season. How do you feel like you played today? Yeah, it's obviously good to like get on the end of a few, but um, yeah, just really happy that we got the win, to be honest with you. Um, it's it's always good coming up against East Perth. Like You always know you're going to have a, a really big scrap um, for the whole, whole game. We were just lucky enough to get out of the blocks um, pretty well, and um, yeah, we managed to sort of hold that gap the rest of the game, so... Yeah, it was good. Now, you came off hobbling the last couple of minutes with, I can see ice on your left ankle as well. Any initial scares or any, or how does it feel? How's it, how is it? Um, yeah, I've done it before. So, um, and when I did it last time, I sort of just missed a week and, um, and then back into it. But obviously, we've got the bye coming up. So, fingers crossed. Yeah, just rest it up and, and see how we go. Is it too early to say if it needs any serious treatment or? I don't know, mate. Yeah, I'll just have to, yeah, sort of get a scan during the week and, and see how we go. But I think it should be okay. Cool. Now, how does it feel to have such a big turnout today? And like you said as well, beating your crosstown rivals, East Perth, and having such a big turnout in what is WA Day? Yeah, it's obviously a massive day on the calendar. Like, we always set ourselves for it. Um, it's always good when there's a few more numbers down here. I think the waffle's sort of slowly dwindling away in terms of people actually getting to the game, but... It's also good, like, there's a lot more televised coverage now as well, so um, I understand that a lot of people are tuning in elsewhere. Yep. Um, West Perth's fourth, fourth in for the season. This puts you into the top five if you weren't aware. Do you feel like, as a team, you're finally being rewarded for some hard work? Yeah, definitely. It's it's obviously important to, to be in that top five, but if we worry about the ladder position, then it's just not in our control. So today was a real focus on our mindset, and I think from the outset we, we brought that, um, and obviously it set us up for the win. Now, we're nine, win, nine rounds into the season. Do you feel like as a key forward, the new ruling is helping key forwards be more freer and you're finding it more easier to kick goals? 
Yeah, I think so. I think there's definitely more space um, and one-on-one contests. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's got to help eventually, yeah. And does it also help, I mean, when you've got players like Aaron Black setting you up every week, he's just killing it every week. It must help having him in the side. Oh, definitely. Like, our, when our midfield gets on top, like, we're, we're a fantastic uh, kicking side and I think we use the ball really well. And, and when we keep it simple and just get the ball into commanding positions, like, it's, it's hard to stop. We've got a lot of dangerous forwards down there. Um, Keegan's obviously had a really good year and, and Rudy's pretty dangerous as well. Even Mitch Antonio today bobbed up and kicked a few. So, yeah, we just need to get it down there more often. So you're currently leading the lead for the Bernie for, for the leading goal kicker medal. I know that's not obviously on your sights, but wouldn't it be nice to have wear one of those medals again around your neck? Oh, that's probably the last thing I'm worried about, to be honest with you, mate. I, I wouldn't have a clue where I'm at, but um, yeah, just happy to keep contributing as much as I can. And as you said as well, now you're going to the bye. Um, what's the plan for the team for the for the week off? Do you get a time to relax? <laughs> Yeah, so we'll spend a bit of time away from the club. Um, we'll obviously we're going to get out to our junior clubs as well, so we're all going to split up and go to a and show our face down at the junior club visits. I know when I was a young footballer, like that was massive for me having the waffle guys come down and, and just spend an hour or two with us. So yeah, we'll do that. Um, obviously rest up and then launch into the second half of the year. Best luck for the season. Hopefully your ankle is not as bad. Fingers crossed. And thanks for coming on the Monday waffle. Appreciate no worries, it. Worries, mate. All good. Look, I say these things, but I don't write them. Pop the confetti, I'm Dennis Kometti. Listen to the Monday Waffle. Oh, yeah. Come on, come on, come on. Jules Plunk, I have a very good feeling that we can tip 100% uh, in the coming round. And it might have something to do with the fact that there's only two games being played in round 10. Yes, Will, that is correct. Um, only two games of footy this weekend as Subiaco, West Coast, Swan Districts, West Perth, Perth and East Fremantle are having a week off. So let's get into the tips. The first one, Saturday, 2.10pm down in Claremont. Claremont versus Peel Thunder. What are your thoughts, guys? It's going to have to be Claremont for me. Yeah, can't disagree with that one. Although, the way that Claremont started the game against West Coast, I wouldn't be surprised if Peel clawed a win out of this one. If only if Peel could kick straight this week, Will. 17 behinds. Flip those numbers, 17-7. Let's get 17 goals, 7 behinds this week, Peel. And we have a Sunday fixture next weekend in the Waffle at Leadable Oval. East Perth take on South Fremantle at 2-10. Plunkett, who do you think is getting up in that one? I'm going to say South Freo. Will? Yeah, rough. It's going to have to be the Bulldogs. Yeah, it'll be the Bulldogs for me too. That's all for the round 10 tips and the round 9 fixture here on the Monday Waffle. On behalf of Plunkett, myself and Julian Vincentini, thanks for joining us. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at the Monday Waffle. And by next week, we'll have an update for you on how Will DeFulvio's back is. Hopefully he's walking and fit and firing and ready to go because it is a big star. He needs to get ready for his Gold Coast rucking career. Yeah, someone has to change the light bulbs around here and if I can't do it, who will? Yeah, so thank you very much, Will. Thank you very much, Plunkett. Cheers, Jules. Thanks, Hales. And catch you all next week. See you then. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Monday Waffle, proudly brought to you by the students from ECU Broadcasting.